From the East Coast to the West, this is the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast. I'm Chalanga. And I'm Dylan. What's up, motherfuckers? It's good to be back in the passenger seat again. <laughs> Driving wasn't so fun in Los Angeles, I'll yeah. tell you that. Being a host is hard. It's hard work, it, Dylan. It is, and that's why I'm not, because I don't want to do hard work. You should be grateful for me every second of every day of your life. Okay, uh, who's the guy who brings you the pods every night? Ooh. That'd be your pod Santa. Thank you, pod Santa. You never bring me any coal. Uh, I brought you coal for the awards pod that we did last week. Yeah, uh, that I guess I just never uploaded because I was like, eh, this sucks. Um, yeah. This sucks. Under- is that Mr. Burns? Is that who that voice is? Mis- I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch The Simpsons. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I think I used to when I was a kid. Hey, really quick for for the fans. Will you say barbecue chicken alert in your shack voice? Barbecue chicken. <laughs> Is was that good? Is that is that good or is are you laughing at it? <laughs> I'm laughing at it so hard. <laughs> you, ha- I hate you. I I have not a bad Shaq impression. If you give me if you give me some time, I bet I, I need some time. I believe you. I believe you. I just I know it's hard to jump into impressions sometimes. Um, yeah, especially when you're not expecting it. But I know, I know. You're so mean. <laughs> hey, uh, you'll get back at me sometime. You'll ask me to do an impression, and it'll be terrible. And you'll be able to laugh because I am All right. horrible at impressions. All right. You say barbecue chicken in a shack of voice. Barbecue chicken alert. That, that sounded like the guy That sounded like the guy from MIB that we made fun of earlier. Oh, let me the, try. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Let me try one M&M more time. Man. Let me try one more time. Barbecue chicken alert. <laughs> nope, I can't do it. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh-huh, it's wor- uh-huh. That's worse than mine. Okay, uh, uh, we'll have a we'll have a poll that when we when we post this pod, we're gonna have a poll and say who said barbecue chicken more less like Shaq, and you're gonna win that. Yes, I am. All right. Anyway, we're doing this pod because breaking news: Jimmy Butler just got traded finally. Woo! Oh my goodness! So Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton are headed to Philadelphia in exchange for Dario Saric, Robert Rocco Covington, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second round. Dylan. Whoa, Jared Bayless was news to me. Yeah, I think it was a cap just to make the cap work. He's like eight uh, million dollars expiring. So, uh, well, yeah. at least he's expiring. Yeah, um, and it'll help with our point guard depth actually because we the, what we learned is that when Jeff Teague or Tyus Jones gets hurt, we're a little we're a little thin on our guard rotation. So it'll be nice to have a veteran coming off the bench. Anyway, um, what are your thoughts? You just your initial reactions to this trade. I don't think this is the best trade we could have gotten. I don't know why it was pulled today and why it couldn't have been pulled later when there were more options and more teams were going to have more flexibility after December 15th. Well, I think uh, the five-game losing streak has something to do with it. I think it has a lot to do with it. I think that there's... I I bet that uh, Glenn Taylor was like, either you're gone or Jimmy's gone to Tibbs and... And Thom Thibodeau was like, "Okay, well, I guess I got to get this done now." All right, he's out. <laughs> Do you um, think that that's a good that's a good uh, conspiracy theory right there? I think that's great. I think it it. I honestly think the only way that Tom Thibodeau was gonna trade Jimmy was with his job on the line, you know. Um, and apparently, I I read a report that it was pretty much management that was making this happen. So Glenn Taylor or um, and 
the Philadelphia owner were the ones who were doing most of the talking for this trade, uh, which is abnormal. Uh, but this whole situation has been pretty abnormal. So, um, how how can we get rid of our other salary though? Like, okay, so I guess I guess he I guess Dario Saric will not take up that much cap space. He's his base salary is two million dollars. He's basically on a minimum. That's great. But he he's still on his rookie contract, so he'll need to be resigned after this year. I'm pretty sure. Am I right about that? Yeah. Oh no, not after the. I don't think after this year he's got, he is he's got one more year nineteen twenty, and then twenty twenty one is when he'll need to be probably re-signed because that's his last year. Oh but wow! I didn't realize his contract was, was so long. Okay, cool. According according to Sportrack, what does it mean when it's when the money is? Oh, that's the qualifying offer. So I guess he probably won't sign that because he'll probably want it. So maybe after after next season is when we're gonna have to re-sign him because. That is when his option is he, – he's got an option for 2021. I think that's what it means. Okay. The red the red money. You know what I'm talking about on Sportrack? I do. I do. And, um, then, and, and then after that, if he takes the option, he's a restricted free agent. But I think it's probably – we got one year left of him being cheap. Okay. And then I'm sure, like, his contract will actually be, a, like, a fairly value contract for us. He's not going to go for anywhere near max. Uh, yeah. Unless something drastic happens, but I think he'll be like pretty typical NBA rotational player salary. You know, in the in the eight to twelve million dollar range, I think would be fair for him, depending on on what happens this year. Um, well, is he? He's not going to start, probably, right? Probably not. Um, but he'll take the place of Gorgie. Well, he'll take. He'll start as the four off the bench probably and gorgi will start at the five um oh although that i don't know that's that that's the thing that's so tough is that our we've got too many big men so mm-hmm. like is Tolliver gonna lose time or is dario Saric gonna play the three you Dar- know uh dario Saric, i guess then should play the three if that's the case but i thought that Tolliver would i i isn't Tolliver a better three or are they like the same player uh i think I honestly don't know which would be a better option at the small forward spot. Um, I, do, I honestly don't think either would is a particularly good option at the small forward spot. So maybe Gorgie doesn't play, but I don't I know. I think it's got to be instead of Gorgie because he's he's playing power forward and center right now for the Sixers. So he's playing at the five. Yeah. Well, see, and this is this is my main issue with the trade. So I like I I like Dario as a player, and I like Robert Covington as a player. I think they're really quality rotational players. You know, Robert Covington is uh, a three and D player on a very valuable four year, um, ten million dollar or forty million dollar contract, right? So it's like ten million right. a year, um, right. which is super. It's just like an amazing deal for a three and D player, which everybody wants. Uh, Dario Saric, this is his third season. He's a versatile shooting, passing big man. Um, I think he's got potential to be pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. I've, I've liked him since he came into the league. Um, and so I like the players. I just don't like the fit. It Our roster was constructed around having Jimmy Butler, right? And we didn't really get a player that replaces that which obviously was never going to happen but i don't think that roster construction was really taken into account it was more just like okay what are the best players that we can get 
right now. Interesting, because I think that this is these are not the best players that they could get right now. I think that there were probably good offers, well, maybe close to as, as good offers from the Miami Heat. I could be totally wrong about this, but it feels like we uh, it, like it was a little bit of a shotgun trade. Like it was, it was a little bit abrupt because Glenn Taylor was putting so much pressure on Thibodeau. Right. But I actually don't hate the fit as much as you do either, because I think Covington is going to be a lot better fit with a Carl Anthony Towns, who now at least we don't have three starting wings that all need the ball in their hands. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. So that's a good thing. Plus, Dario Sarge also doesn't need the ball in his hands, but he's going to be playing backup four and five. Is what That's what I think. And mm-hmm. I think Gorgie is going to lose some minutes, and I think that the next move should be to get Gorgie off this team. And if we can get Gorgie off the team, then that opens up a lot more on that end, and we don't have to worry about... Like, in reality, we don't need a full-time backup center. Like, we can put... Uh, we can have, like, a small ball five in Taj or a small ball five in Dario and make up for the minutes that Cat's not playing. And I think that that's probably the direction to go um, because Gorgie has been abysmal this year. He's mm-hmm. been so bad. And and I, I actually like having a backup uh, front court of um, Dario Saric and Anthony Tolliver. Or, yeah, did I say backup front court? That's what I meant. Yes, you did. Good job. That's oh. that easily confused. Whew. <laughs> Got away with that one. Yeah. I, I so I don't hate the fit as much as you do, um, but I get that we're still clogged in the big man uh, area. Yeah, I think what's actually going to happen is that Gorgie's still going to play. He's going to play less, but our uh, our second unit is going to be like Gorgie, Tolliver, and Saric, and I think Akogi might lose some minutes because of this. Um, no, 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 no. I think he might. Either Okogi or Tyus, someone's gonna like one of our guards is gonna lose some minutes for sure. Um, it it should be Tyus over Okogi. Okogi has a, has potential to be the second best player on this team next year. Mm, I like that take. <laughs> That's spicy. Ouch! Ah, ouch! Tyus will never be more than a good backup point guard. That's his. That's his ceiling. Yeah, and good is like. I'm kind of taking a few steps back on Tyus this year. Um, yeah. He's been really struggling to finish at the rim. He just like... Mm-hmm. Blocked. Yeah, a lot. Um, I was telling you about this earlier, I swear. I know, and I, I was like... I was I was on the Tyus train, but I'm, I'm hopping off a little bit. Um, but, you know who else was getting blocked? Derek Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, nope, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> <Good>. Let's... Good <laughs> filter good filter uh so it's like i'm honestly what i'm curious about is i'm curious about how the minutes are going to shake out how this is going to play i i think looking forward to next year having you know a starting lineup of presumably jeff teague andrew wiggins or a kogi what if a kogi takes andrew's starting spot next year uh that's what i was wondering does he should he be taking it now Maybe maybe Andrew Wiggins is, would, would really flourish against second units. Um, well, and the other thing is that he can be a primary scoring option. So what if what if Andrew Wiggins' ceiling is like a Jamal Crawford that can play a little bit better on defense? I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. How many like 
how many forward types though are your like spark plug scorers off the bench you know i feel like that's kind of an atypical mold generally so we what? yeah and i mean yeah so what i'm just i'm just posing the question you know i'm 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 curious I love it. about about that um cuz it is a little atypical i guess rudy gay was kind of serving in that role last year yeah. on the on the uh spurs so it's exactly and i think he can be better than rudy gay for sure. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Andrew Wiggins off the bench. Um, he's been shooting really well this year. Yeah, he his three-point uh, his three point, but he started off hot from the three-point line like every year. That's kind of his thing and that he he cools off. Um, from Philadelphia's side, how do you feel about Jimmy Butler's fit? I talked about this with you, but I actually don't know how much better Philadelphia got because Jimmy Butler is out of shape. It's just clear that he's out of shape. And he's also like at least the way he was playing with the Timberwolves he wasn't playing to win the games it didn't seem like it seemed like more like he was playing for himself a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and uh it was it was just weird to see a Jimmy Butler who was making mistakes in crunch time this year like especially last night where he was like losing his handle or like getting turnovers and all that stuff I I guess like okay Jimmy Butler should in theory be a top 15 player in the NBA Mm -hmm. but are we sure that what Jimmy Butler is, which is a hero ball guy who works hard in the fourth and needs a lot of the ball in the fourth, are we sure that that's going to pair pair well next to Ben Simmons? When I mean Jimmy Butler's been shooting better this year, I feel like because he was he, he had like seven threes or something like that. He was like seven for nine last night or something crazy, or not last night. Maybe it was against the Lakers or you're thinking yeah, Derek think Rose. Derek Rose went seven for nine. Well, Jimmy Butler also went like maybe he went four for seven or something. Like, yeah. But still, if you if he he's he's never been a player who's made four threes like that, very often at least. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be able to start shooting, and if he's going to be able to start spot up shooting, then it's a good fit for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But other than that, it's just like those two guys, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, are going to need a lot of the ball. And if Jimmy Butler's just going to take that away from them, then I don't know if that is improving as much as they would want to be improved which it which would mean like okay so right now they're they're like in the middle of the playoffs they're maybe like a four five six mm-hmm. um but like are they gonna be a th- one two or three with jimmy butler no they're not better than the bucks and they're not better than toronto and who knows what is gonna happen with the celtics but they've really disappointed after the hot first game that they had yeah um i don't think that they're a top three seed this year yeah, I also think, you know, that team what was struggling with a with a shrunk floor being that like Markel can't shoot, Simmons can't shoot, Embiid can't shoot. And now you're adding Jimmy who can shoot, right? So far, but, so far. Yeah, but he, he he's definitely not a shooter, you know. He doesn't he doesn't spread the floor and he didn't spread the floor last year. He's been better this year, but yeah. And and Ben Simmons is is a LeBron type, meaning mm-hmm. he works best with people who can be where they need to be and he can facilitate and everything runs through him i foresee a little bit of of clunkiness when it comes to jimmy butler and and ben being on the court at the same time because jimmy needs it things to kind of run through him too um in but in a different way than ben simmons needs you know um they're just not they're just really not very complimentary to each other i could see this going down in flames easily and I could see Joel Embiid being the player that loses the most out of this because we saw it with Carl Anthony Towns. Carl just wasn't getting the ball in times that mattered because Jimmy was like, I got this. And is he gonna, going to do that with Joel Embiid, who is 
I mean, I have to admit, even though it hurts me to say it, he's more talented than Carl Anthony Towns and is probably, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a more polished player than Carl Anthony Towns. But if Jimmy's going to be doing the same thing with Joel Embiid, then how how is that going to help your team? Your I'm, best player is not even going to have the ball. Yeah, I mean, Embiid right now is in MVP talks. Like, he is having a phenomenal season. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe the team is better with a little bit lower usage from Joel Embiid. You know, maybe this you is... think so? May, I, maybe. I, I don't know. I do know that the Sixers are not off to the start that they imagined. Um, they're off to a start... Like, I, you and I both thought that they were not going to be, you know, this, like, ridiculous powerhouse in the East. We thought they were going to be very good, but we thought they were going to be a little bit worse than everybody thought they were. Um, but maybe... You know, best case scenario is that the three of them, like, are all on the same page and it really starts to click. Um, oh, my God. So last night, Joel Embiid was 42-18. and 18. Mm-hmm. They're 8-5. and five. They just beat the Hornets in a close game. I remember watching the end of that game. It was a really, really awesome game. Kemba mm-hmm. was just hero-balling the shit out of that game, and it was amazing. Dark Horse MVP. But they're 6-6 six and six now, and the 76ers are 8-5. and five. So I don't think that giving Joel Embiid less – less usage is good for the basketball team it might be better for Joel Embiid's health yeah that's uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking and it's it it is kind of like a long-term thing thinking forward you know even though I don't know I don't know if Jimmy Butler is a a good long-term bet um but I want to bring up so so our friend Philip Smithy who was just um we recorded an excellent pod talking about 2K19 and basketball fandom. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Make sure you listen. He brought up before the pod, he brought up the comparison. He said, I wonder if Jimmy Butler is going to be like Dwight Howard, which I thought was a super amazing side-by-side, and I never heard that before. <laughs> because, like, think about it. Dwight Howard, around his 30, his age, 30, like 29, 30, that's when he started bouncing from teams. He got the injury bug. And he fell from this like top fifteen type player, who you know what was important to to great teams, to being this you know big stat, big mouth guy who struggles to get along with his teammates and is bouncing and who, around from team to team to team, and who stopped fitting in with today's NBA. Right. So like and that's the biggest thing. If Jimmy can start shooting threes and mm-hmm. start uh, start. Um, shooting catch and shoot threes specifically, then I think that there's a case for him to stay in the NBA and be productive at a close to the same level. Mm-hmm. But I could see this going wrong um, in the same in the same way in that uh, Jimmy Butler might not be right for tomorrow's NBA. Right, I'm with you, and I, honestly, I think this Philly thing is real dangerous. I think there's been a lot of risky moves to uh, to. Uh, start this NBA season from the off season and now into the season, you know, with the Kawhi move LeBron with, yes, with the LeBron to the Lakers and, and the, and the players that they signed. Um, it's just things are, and, and teams putting a lot of stock into the 2019, you know, off season as well. There's just been a lot of like weird, risky things that have been happening so far this season. And this goes right along with it. And I think, you know, at some point, one of these decisions is going to, really fail hard and well this feels like one that could really backfire on this team that's a that's a good point though i think you're making about um making moves for the off season 
So what do the 76ers have to lose? Jimmy Butler's in an expiring contract. That's true. And if he plays like crap. Well, he's got a player option, doesn't he? Uh, I thought that. I, I don't I don't know exactly. But he's not going to take his player option. There's that's that's the whole no. thing is that he won't take his player he's option. He's making he wants a new eighteen contract. million dollars a year yeah. or something like that. Right? Yeah. So there's no yeah that's stupid. Um and and no matter what happens this year, someone's going to sign him for a max next year. Like it's just it's going to happen. Well, unless Isaiah Thomas happens, mm. that could be, <laughs> that if we want a real comparison, mm-hmm. what if that is the comparison that we're dealing with? That would be the worst situation. So, uh, so Isaiah Thomas gets traded to a new team, and you think he's going to still be an All Star, but it just happens to be that the coach was really well paired with the player. Mm. Brad Stevens did made Isaiah Thomas look the way he did, and Isaiah Thomas got hurt, and then now he's nowhere near where he was. What if Thom Thibodeau, who has known Jimmy Butler his entire career, is the best coach in the league at making Jimmy Butler look good? Uh, could be, but also Jimmy Butler looked pretty good with Fred Hoiberg, so, um... Yeah, well, he looked good despite Fred Hoiberg, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's very clear Fred Hoiberg is not that great. I, I don't know why he's still in Chicago. I, I guess they really have hope for him. We're getting sidetracked. Second um, coach fired. Possibly. I think I see this backfiring. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still going to have their cap room next year. Um, at least a little bit. I just... Why why shake it up, you know? This team is doing fine. I guess if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, they'll just move on and try to find somebody again in the offseason. Um, right. And they didn't and, really and need they Sarge. Have that free, yeah, and then they have that free cap, and they can sign somebody who does compliment uh, Ben Simmons. Covington was just such a quality contract, you know? And mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. types of players are hard to find. And if Jimmy leaves, then they don't have – anybody in at least close to that mold of three and D on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I will see. I, I, I'm excited to watch these teams play. Um, I think the trade call isn't going through until Monday. So we might not see this new look wolves for a little while. Um, I'm going to look up when the next wolves game, we might see. Well, happens. Monday is the first wolves game, but I don't think he's going to play then it would have to be, I think we have five games at home right here, and it'll be on one of those at least. Nice. So maybe we'll see Wednesday against the Pelicans on ESPN. Oh, that'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, that would be really That's exciting. That's a must-watch game. Absolutely. Um, well, this well, is exciting. I think you're happy Jimmy's gone, right? Yeah, I want to send a message to Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy, for uh, bringing us to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. We do appreciate you mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you for our first playoff win in Game 3. Uh, against the Rockets last year, um, you and um, Derek Rose really contributed to, well to that, and I wanted to thank you, Jimmy, for that. And uh, the other thing is, I, I want to thank you for making the Timberwolves the center of the NBA a couple times this season. It really, ma- it really made this season exciting for us. So thank you, Jimmy Butler, for that. Other than that, fuck you, dude, <laughs> baby, and and. <laughs> He needs to grow up, and he needs to just show up and play basketball. Yo, I think that was so that was so important for us to remember the the good times that Jimmy Br- Butler brought us. Um, but now it's time for us to wallow in mediocrity and not complain about it like real Minnesota Timberwolves do. <laughs> yeah, now this feels like the Wolves team that I know and love. Yeah, it's so much more familiar. 
Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I think this is there's there's still hope um, in what Towns can become, and maybe Wiggins. Um, Towns was thirty nine and eighteen last night. I know he put up crazy. Joel Embiid stats, but but we lost to the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. I know it's fucked by up by eleven points. It's fucked up. It's really fucked now, up. So there, there are a couple reasons for that. Uh, Jimmy Butler missed two free throws uh, that would have tied the game at 108 with like two minutes left or three minutes left. And then um, and then both Jimmy and Carl had costly turnovers. And when you factor in those three scoring opportunities that were squandered, that's 10 of the points right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the Kings are low-key good this year. You know, they're definitely not – they're not bad, which is cool, I guess. Far from what I predicted, but um, it's not the most horrible loss. They they've been winning some legitimate games. So it was just uh, the first time the Sacramento Kings have beaten us at home since 2016. That was not great. Not great. I don't think that this team's that good. I think that they're running a lot on a hot hand and Buddy Heald. If Buddy Heald's that good, then maybe. But. Um, I just have to talk about something. I don't like Nemanja Bjelica's new haircut. He looks like, like a it. '90s basketball player, '90s white basketball Ugh. player. It's so pointy. I just feel like it would hurt to touch the top of his head <laughs> at all. Uh yeah. But now we're getting, you know, Nemanja 2.0 and Dario Saric, who does a lot of the same stuff, um, which is cool. So we'll have another white European weird <laughs> basketball player to root for. Um, yeah that is nice (laughs) anyway uh we wanted to keep this short so uh any other thoughts dylan uh no i just i'm i'm just sad to see the wolves go back into the lottery yeah it's okay let's just sink down let's just for the rest of the season let's just hope for progression from carl anthony towns and just put all our stock in josh okogie that's right. Mm-hmm. Josh, you need to be starting over Andrew Wiggins. That's real. Amen to that. It's, the hotness of that take is hurting my bunghole. Ouch. Um, I think that's a good way to end it as any. Um, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Peace.